just in the conventional sense. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Young Toledo. Yo, it's Colo. And welcome to episode two. Yeah, so uh, we got to sit down with our boy Amir, and uh, we chopped it up a little bit about his poetry, and uh, he played us one of his songs, Ab Ovo. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to it, but hey, if you like what you see, head on down to the link in our description to our Patreon, just, you know, to support us and bring more good content like this right to your screens or your noggin. All right, <laughs> let's listen to it. So how many of you guys are familiar with the Iliad and the Odyssey? Exactly. You see, uh, the Iliad starts ab ovo, which is Latin for to the egg. It literally starts at the twin egg that Queen Helen was born from. And the Odyssey, being the sequel to uh, the Iliad, starts en medias res, which is Latin for in the middle of. It's the story of Odysseus talking about events that have already transpired. Uh, so this song is a lot more like the Iliad in that it is about beginnings. It is about beginnings and and middles and ends it's about most things but mostly it's about everything and it's called ab ovo beginning I guess mistakes were made which explains why so many of us still feel ashamed of what we had to do to climb from primordial sludge we did with what we could the troglodytes had hellacious fights it was a hell of a sight to watch ourselves divide into souls but we were never told how to do it right which I'm convinced is why we still have nights like the one we just had it makes me really sad to think in 5,000 years of recorded human history, we still haven't figured out how to be humane, which I guess makes sense, but in an entirely different sense of the word, a Pickwickian world where the Big Bang never occurred, where redshift is only in our eyes, like constellations have been reified through time. Let's find someone else to blame If our ancestors never left the trees If their ancestors never left the oceans If we descended from Adam and Eve It explains why I'm so defective Never outran those genes I'm missing my ribs and I'm missing my brain It seems the books they must have misprint I swear I've seen more people go at least Just a little bit insane Than I've ever heard complain Of that kind of chest pain well, let's go through time! And maybe even outer space, how about Ab Ovo? To explain why I'm so fucked up, let's find someone else to blame. A lot. That was so dumb. Oh my Your glasses fell. Thank you so much. Oh <laughs> Alright, so 
Amir, thank you so much for uh, coming on to our um, this episode of Kill the Poet. Um, Pleasure. Yeah, yeah. So in your piece, Ob Ovo, um, how'd you like? What's your process? Because I noticed that you started with kind of a poem type thing going into it. Since I don't play guitar, I have no idea how I would even like connect <laughs> those two things together to do that. Like, how do you how do you go about that? Well, it, that's a really good question. You know, I wrote this song more than six years ago when I was a senior in high school. I like I wrote it about a girl, and then um, I had the opportunity to perform it as like an end of the year project for my senior year. So, like to really think about the specifics of what I went through to write it is like a long time ago. But what really like rings true to today is the fact that I had something I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about this girl, right? But I didn't want to talk about myself, and I didn't want to talk about her. I talked about where this feeling was coming from of wanting to connect with her. And then especially on the whole guitar part, like when you learn your scales, you do what's called riffing where you just perform your scales and you get this part of the scale that you like the most. And you just play those notes over and over again until you find like an actual song out of it. And so part of ab ovo is the beginning, middle and end portion is the fact that there is supposed to be like a, a cyclical feeding into itself kind of feeling from the song. Uh, and uh, that that came, it, it, it you know it fed off of the lyricism and it just kind of grew into that because I've been playing it at open mic nights for six years. It it it, yeah. it, it really molded itself into that shape after hearing what I like and hearing what I don't like being performed live in these situations and then you know just having something I wanted to talk about. So that's I guess where my process is. How'd you learn uh, guitar? I took a class in uh, my ninth grade of high school. So I remember my guitar teacher, uh, Mr. Holt, he also did the choir. Yeah, shout out to Mr. Holt, wherever he is. He taught choir. He had degrees in music theory. And so he was really educated in all of that stuff. So he gave us a lot of really useful tools to read music into our own private lives, you know. And he encouraged us just playing something to our heart's content, you know, commercials of a TV show or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and so then after, after ninth grade, I just kept writing, kept playing. Yeah, I love that. Wow. Usually that's not how it goes. It's more structured or like... There's a book, maybe, yeah. that you just follow. You definitely give wow. us Play what you love, <laughs> shit, usually, at least in my experience. Yeah. But I fucking love that. No, that's, that's, that's very, very sick. So, um, in terms of playing slash writing, I, I mean, I, I see how you, you know, playing through the scale, that's how maybe you get the riffs, but with the writing aspect combining with those riffs, who do you, like, listen to or, like, read for inspiration? Wow, that's that's a really good question, man. Uh, I guess my biggest influences on like flow, I guess is the word for that. Like okay. to the, how you structure the word rhythm on top of the the music rhythm. Yeah. Like I guess I guess I got that most from uh, a lot of musicals and Bo Burnham and George Watsky because that they focus so much on lyricism in general. Like. Yeah. They just want you to hear what they have to say over the music, but they never neglect the music. They know that, that that's as much important part of li li coming back to a song is listening to that rhythm. Yeah. So that's where I, I get most of my flow from would be Bo Burnham and musicals. <laughs> do you feel like you're like a more of a, a songwriter or do you feel like more of a poet? Or do you think that you interchange both or do you think there's completely gray and that you're, you live in both worlds at the same time? 
Huh. That, that's another really good question. <laughs> I, I would say that it's uh, at the moment, it's more of a gray because I've been working on trying to produce some studio songs. So there's songs that I've already worked on for years now, like uh, Ab Ovo is one of them, where I want to get them and the studio version, how I hear them in my head, right? So in that instance, like I would, I would say that I'm focused so much more on the music. I'm so much more focused on the the song itself. Yeah. And then when I'm performing it live, like I did earlier, I'm thinking about the lyrics. I'm thinking about does the does this feel like the audience is going on a journey from point A to point B, and then they can look back at point A and say, "Wow, we've changed on wow. the way there." Yeah, so if I mean. To the point about the lyrics, um, I know you mentioned, uh, was it a Roman or like Greek story? Like, yeah, so, the Iliad and the Odyssey. So yeah, so how did you, how were you, you know, how did you join those two things together of like, you know, your, I mean, I'm assuming love for Greek mythology <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like this experience with uh, this girl. I mean, if you're, I mean, hey, you don't have to go into detail, of course. I mean, you just, if you're, you've got a lot of really good questions. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so one more time. Can, can you ask that? So one more time? it's like, so you have the Iliad and the Odyssey, mm -hmm. and like um, this clearly deep emotional experience, right? With like some, how do you connect the two? Like how, like, you know, yeah, like how, how do? Because I mean, I know the story, right? right. I've had deep emotional experiences I've never like ever thought about them together I mean I guess I, it would take a little bit knowing about the Iliad and the Odyssey but even then if you do yeah I don't know I guess that's the eternal question for virtually any great work of art is how do you nice. translate emotion into performance and like uh, I took a few classes in college about theater and what they said was you know Uta Hagen and uh, uh, what's his name the other one Constantine Stanislavski how uh, they they want you to literally have lived a life and to pull upon those real life experiences in order to recreate them in front of an audience right and so the the entire classes you take is teaching you exactly how to do that so in one sentence to say how I combined the emotional experience of a girl I knew in high school with the technical skill to perform a song like that I, I would literally have to say that I felt it I wanted to do it so bad I wanted to tell people you know I don't want to blame myself for what happened with this girl, so I got to blame somebody because I got to. My scientific mind says something occurred to make this go wrong, right. and I, I don't want to blame myself because I'm too emotionally immature to blame myself. So there's got to be someone else to blame. So we go back all the way in the genetic spectrum to say it was Adam and Eve. It was the first two atoms to ever interact with each other. Yeah. They're the ones to blame, not me, yeah. for me being a dickhead <laughs> and making things awkward with this teenage girl. And I just felt the need to say that, yeah. you know. No. That's, that's so I found the medium to do it. That's crazy. That's fire. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean, with, with that being said, um, like, where do you see this taking you? I mean, outside of just like an emo like something to channel, like, like, or if you see it taking you anywhere. Kids, oh, yeah. if if you work a minimum wage fast food job, it sucks, and you want to leave it, and you want to do more. That's that's 
what I see this doing for me is getting me out of the fast food minimum wage job. Yeah, and that's some real shit. I mean, yeah, because that's, you know, that's how it is. And what's really cool about that is that, I mean, there's nothing really cool about that, but with what <laughs> you're doing, you know, <laughs> with, with what you're doing, you're able, you're just channeling what you love to do the most, you know. In, in the meantime, you know, it's something to keep you sane, something that, you know, but that vehicle that keeps you sane is a vehicle that can take you somewhere too. Yeah. You know? So that's, that, that's what, you know, me personally, I mean, kill the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, you, it's like, you know, it yeah. is, do you, would you say that there's like a type of, not responsibility, but a type of obligation you feel to yourself? Like I can do this thing and this thing is a marketable skill that I enjoy being a part of. So like, I, I, I owe it to myself before I get too old to try, yes. you know? Mm. Absolutely, bro. Mm. Absolutely. Have you read The Alchemist? No, I haven't. Right. You would love that book. <laughs> just, just so you know, because it's, it, it, it just, yeah, no, yeah, no. I, A book I, he hasn't even written. No, no, exactly, exactly, exactly. Because, because it's like, because what you just said, like it kind of touches, touches upon that. I mean, for as much time you know as like we have, and we have these ideas, mm-hmm. there will definitely be a point where you're gonna be like, all right, forget it. I'm gonna just do this thing instead. Um, and then I'll get to that later. And then it's later and you're just like, wow, I don't know if I could actually do this, but it's just like, just do it now. Just, yeah. you can, I mean, if you can, or, and if you can't, you know, may, maybe you can find a way, you know, you I don't know, know. You know. What I would say to the people who can't like, so that's, that's where I was at the, even just at the start of this year in January, you know, I got a haircut and I dyed my hair because I'd gone through a long breakup and I was like, I need a new me. Right. right. And I, I remember at the time thinking, I'm going to grow up. I'm going to be so much more mature. I'm going to treat others and myself differently. And what I learned, what I realized was just that, like, I, already know what I want. I just have to be courageous enough and confident enough to like take those steps in that direction. And I was too afraid in February and March of this year, I was going to open mic nights, but I was too afraid to sit down and try to make a studio version of anything I was working on. Cause I, I didn't want to fail. I didn't know how to make these uh, softwares work to my pleasure. So I didn't want to go through the struggle of figuring it out. And I didn't want to suck it up and say to someone else, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't have that strength to be like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Please help me. Wow. And, and even for the very few situations where I did have the prescience to think that, I went up to the wrong people and I asked the wrong people for help. And they said, I can't help you. Um, So what it, when it comes down to the people who, who are unable to do it right, or I'm sorry, I'm forgetting how you phrased it, but like who feel like they can't do it for whatever reason, you know, I mean, or may can't do it right to, I mean, to the point that you're even bringing up, you know? Yeah. Just, you know, it's trial and error. That's how doctors figure out how to do it. That's how lawyers figure out to do it. They lose sometimes and yeah. then they figure out next time i'm not gonna lose on this i'm yeah. gonna get it right yeah well, wow. at least we're having fucking fun at least yeah. <laughs> at least like i don't know how many lawyers are having fun. i don't know how many doctors are having fun either. <laughs> so, like, there's something there that gives you like i gotta do this again yeah i just gotta do this again yeah so when you wrote your piece did you you i'm guessing you wrote it for yourself mm-hmm. like going through something maybe or maybe something to reflect on but in maybe in future pieces or even with this one, if I'm misinterpreting it, 
do you seek to write for other people to try to get through their moment? Or are you still self-expressing, you know? I think I'm selfish. I think I'm still self-expressing. I, I recently sent a song I'm working on called Loud to a friend, and they told me, so basically, you just want to make people feel like what it's like to be in your head. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I, didn't, I hadn't heard it said to me that way, but I was like, 1,000%. Yeah. So I'm still selfish with that. Yeah. I, I hope that people can relate. Like, yeah, with yeah. Ab Ovo, it's not said explicitly in the lyrics, but it is 1 million percent about, like, I, I don't know the answer to your problem, and I kind of wish it was someone else's job to know that answer. And the beauty behind that is that... You never know when another person's actually in the same fucking position or similar position. Exactly. That way you don't have to, str- like, try to, you know, stretch it, like, your truth to try to fit other people's narratives. It's like you're living your truth. You're talking about your truth. So it's like they fuck with it and they vibe with it. It's extra special, at least. Like, that's how I see it. Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah. fucking fire. That's great. That's great. Okay. So... Where we at with it? <laughs> I mean, wow. if if I can go off a little bit, do it, go. Yeah, uh, fucking do it. Go for it. <laughs> uh, so like, I I was just so depressed a year ago. I like I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to go to work. And a month ago or two months ago, I asked my work to be full time. You know, I I told them straight up, I'm changing my life. I want to be able to have a future for myself that like I earned, you know, like uh, not even that my parents are offering me handouts, but like I don't want to feel like this isn't my life. You know, I don't want to feel like someone else owns it. And so I recently got called into the my office or my manager's office and they were like hey we've noticed that there's been a change in your energy lately is there anything going wrong is there anything we can help you out with and i told them i don't want to do this forever i didn't say this part but this was the first thing that came to my head i was like my job sucks so much that the position above mine your job is to tell me how to do my job every day when i start when i clock in you you guys refresh me on how to do what it is that i've been doing for five years And, like, I didn't say that in the conversation. What I ultimately did say was something to the effect of, like, I I just, I care too much about what I want to do. And I don't care about this job. And I don't want to get a different fast food job because that's just stepping sideways, you know? I... I'm going to die before I grow old. You know, that's the kind of mindset I'm, I'm walking around with is that there's all this racial tension and there's all this political stuff that's going on where I am on the side that is radicalized. I am on the side that is ready to not necessarily spill blood, but put my life on the line to be the person who stands up in the face of, of an armed individual and say, I'm not going to hurt you, but what you're doing is hurting everybody, you know, not just me in this instant where you put your hands on me. It's not just hurting me. So essentially what I'm saying is that like, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of the oncoming civil war and I'm ready for that shit to happen. And, and like, I don't want to, I don't, life is too short. Yeah. Life is too short, bro. And man, with that, bro, thank you so much for coming on, dude. Like, dude, you are amazing. Um, do you have, I mean, I know you mentioned, um, a studio Mm. version of, uh, your stuff. 
When's it dropping? Every, everyone keep your eye out, keep your ear out, but I don't have a date for it yet, but I've been working on it for a long time now. It's called Basic Input Output System. The abbreviation is BIOS, like like a living thing, but yeah, a basic sure. input output I'll system like is a computer's mainframe. Yeah. So it's the dual, duality. Yeah, yeah keep your eye out for it. It's coming out. <laughs> Where can people find you? YouTube and Instagram at Lost in Frickin' Orbit. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. And we'll probably put that in the bio of all the things. Yeah. All, all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, bro. All right.